Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to the Box Set Pod, a Goliath special. This is Howell and Jamie. Lovely to have you with us. And uh, we urge you to go back and listen to other podcasts. If you haven't listened to any, if this is your first, go back. There's lots of special guests and lots of special podcasts. Go and have a listen. So, Jamie, how are you? Good. Um, not feeling too bad. Uh, child is excellent, and uh, and uh, all good in the, in the world, really. Oh. Just finished watching uh, Sneaky Pete on Amazon, which I think we ah. should do at some point. Sneaky Pete. Yeah. It's the show Brian Cranston's produced. He, he stars in it as well, but mainly it's a guy called Giovanni Ribisi, who's like quite a famous actor from stuff he plays the main guy a con man who and who pretends to be another guy and moves in with his family it's really good actually and mm. it's worth doing definitely it's worth doing in the future um i too have signed up to amazon prime and i watched um uh what did i watch um uh, alpha house starring john goodman oh yeah is it good yeah it's great Really good. Right. Yeah, really I've been good. tempted by that. Um, Very funny. Amazon's got a lot better. Like I think it's the same as Netflix in in the way that it's gradually built up a, a strong um, sort of central area of, of material that it's creating original stuff mm. now, and it's really working. And um, yeah. uh, and it's definitely worth it now. It's definitely worth the money. It feels slightly more hippie. You know, the stuff they make fit like transparent and transparent and. Um, uh, a lot of sneaky Pete and stuff. It feels quite young and <clears throat> bit hip, bit hipster. Well, what's interesting about Sneaky Pete is that it was made for uh, another network. They didn't like it or changed it, or and um, so it was taken over by Amazon and they brought in Brian Cranston as a major part in it and changed the tone of it. I think it was going to be a bit of a slapstick comedy. Right. And it became more of a comedy drama and uh, yeah. So I think Amazon have got a style to their material that yeah. it develops, uh, definitely. Yeah. Um, whereas Netflix are knocking it out of the park. I mean, I have to say, having had Amazon for a couple of months now, I'm not hooked and I'm not, you know, I'm questioning whether I should stick with it. Whereas with Netflix, I'm kind of constantly impressed by stuff like it. Have you watched any of the new um, Lemony Snicket? No, I'm hearing very good things. Oh, that's great. Yeah, it's got good reviews. It's so and, good. And, there's another show on there that we've got to do called The OA. Have oh, you heard yeah, about this? Yeah, it's a yeah. blind girl gets kidnapped. She comes back seven years later and she can see. Now, I guarantee that if everybody watches the first episode of that, you'll be hooked. Like yeah. you, The first episode of that is the perfect like hook episode for anyone. And it's, There's only like seven or eight episodes, but it is really, really good engaging stuff and, and 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 at times it's a bit potential well a bit out there but it's really really well done okay. uh, and yeah netflix have got so much good material i've just watched the three percent on there a brazilian show that's uh, a bit like the hunger games 
it's got so much amazing quality original stuff that yeah. I mean I wouldn't like yeah I think you're right in the terms of with Amazon I I still question whether I should still subscribe whereas with Netflix I don't you know I'll I'll pay the seven pound a month and I won't even you mm. know mm. debate you're, over it exactly. Exactly, which brings us on to Goliath. So Goliath, which is uh, a, a Amazon Prime, it's short. It's only about eight episodes, ten episodes. Yeah, about about eight episodes. And it's uh, starring Billy Bob Thornton. The basic setup is that a lawyer who is down on his luck, but seemingly by choice, he lives in a, a bit of a, a small flat. Um, his old law firm is a big sky block tower that he created him and another lawyer and he has left the game he's no longer in the game and then a kind of quite um, what's it called predatory female lawyer says to him somewhere listen I need your help I want to settle out of court against your old law firm um, for millions of pounds with this case he it smells blood and decides to work on this case. Uh, he, though, wants to take it to court, and it turns into a kind of battle between him and his old partner. That's yeah. the sort of setup, isn't it? Have I missed anything there? No, that's about right. It's a, you know, it's a legal drama. It's created by the guy who created Ali McBeal, mm-hmm. a guy called David E. Kelly. So it's got some chops behind it in the courtroom world and also some like you know witty comedy chops as well because Ali McBeal is quite a witty sitcom kind of type courtroom drama mm. and and um, yeah it does mix that comedy there is an element of comedy but it's a lot more of a serious thriller courtroom uh, story this one yeah. than uh, David E. Kelly's other work but yeah that's that's it and it rests heavily on the shoulders of Billy Bob Thornton Yes, it does. Matthew Wandless is going to join us in just a moment. He's slightly late to the party. Matt is um, hes a thespian type from London, but also also good at the big business world. Be interested to see where he stands. Ray from Oxford has emailed me a few things about this. Now, Ray, I apologise because we really need to get better at not doing spoilers again. And a lot of your feedback that you've emailed contains... A great deal of spoilers in in there. I'm not actually sure what I can say, but Ray has got a lot to say about it. He's watched the whole thing, and right. um, I would say that he, like me, I, I, potentially it falls apart under close examination slightly, but we'll get to that perhaps. I lo- I thought it was great. I really enjoyed it. Just watching Billy Bob. What did you think of it, Jamie? Well, yeah, it, it it's it is essentially like Billy Bob is you know he won a Golden Globe for this, so um, you know it, he is very good in it, and it is very much his show. Mm. And I, if anyone else was doing this role, I do wonder if it would be a bit crap, like yeah. because he you know, he has that presence about him. He kind of is still likable, even though he's a bit of a drunk mm. uh, and a bit nasty at times. Uh, yeah, it, it it's like it's. It's not like it's not like it's an amazing groundbreaking television show, mm. but if you're looking for something, I'm like, for, I like courtroom stuff. I love courtroom Me dramas, too. Me too. and mixing that with a washed-up lawyer played by Billy Bob is a great like enticing and 
And it's bingeable. It's very bingeable. Like you can get yeah. through it really quickly and without realizing you've watched three or four episodes. There's a very kind Ding. of that's a big plus point for it if you're looking for something yeah. to watch. I think. Um, let's see I can, what I can hear a heavy. A I heavy can hear breather. a heavy breathing beat from <laughs> London. <laughs> Damn it! Sorry. Um, how far through are you, Matt? I, I watched the first episode to prepare for this. Okay. 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 All right. Okay. So, right, so, so, so we've got, we got ourselves a guinea pig. Have you watched it all, Jamie? Sorry if I've already watched asked. all of it. Watched all of it. Great. Matt, give us, get, tell, us you, tell us your story. Um, Where were you when you first put it on? In the living room, perhaps? Yeah, we, well, it was Thursday night mm-hmm. uh, with, with, with the wife having... having um, Having asked whether it was a good show to watch uh, with, with your partner, mm-hmm. um, as opposed to as we've established in the past, The Walking Dead. Yeah. Um, mm. uh, and we, I think we both bought into it for about seventy-five wow. percent of the show. Okay. And then <laughs> okay. it, it sort of lost us in the last fifteen minutes a little bit. Was it a chronological seventy-five percent, or just overall there were, you know, uh, it was pretty 25. much chronological. Actually, it okay. was from the moment when William Hurt first appeared on screen. I, I, it was just a little. It all got a little bit um, silly. So to catch people up, William Hurt is his old partner, and he's an old yeah. law partner who sits literally at the top of the tower, sits in a yeah. darkened room with some burns on the side of his face. It's and a bit he of reminds a me of, of um, yeah, he reminds me of Robert Bruce's father from Braveheart. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. That's very good, yes. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Yes. Well, I mean, he's a great actor. William Hurt's, you know, a really, really good actor, but yeah, I, I like him agree a lot of stuff. when he comes into the show in this, and he's always, he's always in the shadows, he's got a little clicker or something, it's like his little evil clicker. Yeah, what's clicker. that? Well, <laughs> that's what you should be asking, though, that's that's correct to ask that. that the, the very yeah. first moment where he's introduced is uh, someone's talking to him and he's facing away from them, mm. and uh, they mention Billy Bob Thornton's character's name, which I can't think what it is now. Um, yeah, they right. say the case is the case is being tried by Billy Bob Thornton, mm-hmm. and and he and he kind of stops, and turns, and the music swells, and it just exposes mm. the, the sort of slightly burnt side of his face, mm. Mm. and and then it just cuts away from it, and it's like, hang on, this is a different show. Yeah, mm. well, it it depends what show you had in your mind when it started, I think, because Billy Bob brings some gravitas to anything. You think, oh, this is going to be a well-chosen uh, thing of quality, and I think it is a well-chosen thing of quality, but also I I feel, having watched it, like... A well-chosen thing, thing of, of quality. quality. Um, I also feel, having watched it, like it's, um, it is a courtroom drama. It, it's almost like their pitch was... Why don't we do a good old-fashioned courtroom drama, um, but do it with some more class, right? So uh-huh. rather than going, oh, this is an indie, transpa- transparent um, approach to something, a, a world that's going to be very much about the sounds and the feelings and the, all that. The, no, we're making telly here. We're going to make telly, but we're going to make it in a in a very good way. And mm-hmm. And I wonder, I think when you said, what's that about, about his clicker? Um, it's interesting because Ray, who emailed us from Oxford, he emailed me saying he was watching it and he said 
that he was going to continue it. And, and there was the same sort of sense of trepidation, which I think we all had, which is, oh, this could turn really shit. Or, yeah. or it could be really good. <laughs> yes. Are the questions yes. that I've got in my mind going to be answered? Or is it going to leave me dangling in the wind like someone out of the window yeah. of a Sherlock Holmes yes. episode? That wasn't so much my concern. My concern was just, is this going to become melodrama? Yeah, I think you're right. I think like it teeters on the edge, and not just for the first episode, but maybe a couple. Mm-hmm. It teeters on the edge of, it could be shit. And like you're watching it and thinking, is this going to be shit? Yeah. And it, sometimes it skates over that line. You think, oh, this is maybe going a bit shit. Then it, it pulls it back round, usually because Billy Bob's back in it doing something uh, award-winning. And so that <coughs> that is the element you have to deal with for a while. But it's worth it if you just stay with it through that sort of like balancing act. It manages to avoid being shit, but right. it is a it is a tightrope walk at times. There is something that happens at the end of episode two, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> that makes you go like the very last thing that happens when you go wow you remember yeah. what i'm talking about I can't, uh, no no the, va- the van <laughs> oh 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 yeah no that is a yeah that, yeah, yeah that, that is, is a big quite big moment. a moment and as yeah. ray from oxford points out he thinks looking looking back at that he thinks it was just a device to make us go whoa um he also, I mean, I. This is fun. I know. <laughs> yeah, you know. this, Yeah. I'm trying to. I, I'm going to try and turn it into useful advice <clears> for you, and it and it is this: there are there is lots of criticism that Ray has levelled towards it, which I can't read out, and I do agree with mostly. But why can't you read it out? Is it full of racist? It's full abuse? of spoilers. It's just full of spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that criticism. I think can only be had by watching it all. Like I don't regret for a second watching the whole thing. Right. Uh So you can watch it and you can go at the end of it. You can go, well, that didn't quite do what I thought it would do on the tin or, or Mm. that it wasn't, it, it could have benefited from being twice as long. You know, there's only eight or 10 episodes or whatever. And really what they're setting up, Matt, as you can tell at this point is a clash of the, titans isn't it it's the two Mm. old adversaries are going to end up in some form head to head um billy and his old law firm friend and when that happens which it does it happens very quickly and like jamie said i i could happily watch the intricate details of an exciting court case starring Billy Bob Thornton for 20 episodes, and I'd be more than happy with that. And actually, it happens really quick. You get moments in court before then where Billy gets to be awesome, but the actual payoff of of, uh, of David versus Goliath, which is what this is about, I've just realised. <laughs> as, as it came really? out of my mouth. <laughs> yeah. The actual... Why did you think it was called Goliath then? Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> the actual throwing of wow. the, the actual throwing of the stone um, happens as quick as a stone throw. And, and really, in, in TV land, we could have made that last a lot longer. Um, but certainly... William, what's his name? William William Hurt. Hurt. William Hurt's character is brought into reality um, and becomes even more, much more disturbing. I think. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, doesn't he, Jamie? Once once you yeah, see him in kind of real, definitely. You know, when you see when when they put the lights on, uh, it's not a pretty sight at all. Mm. In, uh, who he is, and they don't they don't you, you never get any real. Maybe there is some sympathy at times for him, but very little. Mm. But you know, for uh, you know, for me. I like this kind of, you know, it, it reminds me of one of my favourite films, The Verdict. Paul Newman plays a washed-up, drunk, alcoholic lawyer who takes on a big court case and, you know, uh, and it's, it's his journey and it's a, it's a big court case against a Goliath company and can he handle it with his drinking issues? And it's got that element. I love that. That, for me, mm. that's a great plot. Um, and it, and that, so that works for me, but I understand why the show... Yeah, you're right, Howard. It doesn't always feel like it delivers the punches that you want it to deliver, but it's still really engaging as well. Yeah, Not feeling tremendously sold on this, gentlemen. Well, that's why I was trying to say, um, it's almost like what we should really say to you is, do it. Just carry on. Just like, it's, it's great. It's great fun. I'm sure if we were to sit here and watch a few episodes of Columbo, we could pull them apart like a... Well... A yeah, and an eagle. Absolutely. And well, yeah, but we're thing. not holding Colombo up as the golden standard, are we? No, no. I, I, yeah, I, no. But it is. But you know, my point is, we you don't watch Colombo going. Is this the golden standard of television? You watch it because it's good fun and it's Colombo. Yeah, and, and yeah. I think, and I think that if you were watching this, like in the traditional sense of watching it once a week, mm. you wouldn't stick with it, probably, would you? Uh, you might not stick with it. Not. I don't know if I would, but because it's like. Because it's it's in it's all out there, all eight episodes. You can watch them as much as or as little as you want. You can go through bits that that are a little um, you know are not as engaging, and then you get to the good bits a lot quicker, and you stick with it. It's worth sticking mm. with because it's it's not that heavy going, mm. and because you can watch it in big chunks, you can get through any bits that don't really satisfy your appetite that much. So it works because of that. It works because you can binge it. And it's perfect in that sense. But yeah, if it was once a week, you were waiting, or you wouldn't wait all week to see the next episode, probably. Well, ah, maybe the odd, odd couple. Yeah, but. and you've, I've got it. I've got it. Yeah, I've worked out how I feel about this thing. It's my criticism of it is almost that it's too short. But what you've just said rings true: with the fact that this is a short story. Now, if you read a short story, you might well, if you and you compare it to novels. <laughs> You'll go. Well, that's kind of shorter and a bit more of a. <laughs> well, that was short, wasn't it? it this, this short story was rather short, I thought, compared to a normal novel. Yeah, but in in effect, that's what we're doing on this podcast. Is we're com- we, yeah. most of the things we talk about yes. are not short stories. This is a short story. Any short story is kind of it's about symbolism. It's about it, it, it's it's talking about things which aren't to do with, which aren't supposed to be held up against like a fine tooth comb and go well if this if a plus b equals c is that correct? It's not. It's a story about. It's a really simple story about a guy who wants to take on another guy and and that's it. 
And if so is this a one series thing? It's not going to have any more. Yeah, I, feel I don't know. It, it could end here, yeah. couldn't it? I wasn't pleased it, with the, yeah. literally the very ending, Jamie. I wasn't. Do they do that with. anymore? Do they make series that are just going to have one? I didn't think that was a possibility. Well, I, I reckon there's a good chance they'll make another because they've won awards. You know, right. they got a Golden Globe, so there's a good chance. But it, it does feel like it, it could stand alone as just a. Well, single series. again, looking at it in a short story point of view, it did, uh, and I was watching it, I was thinking, why is it so short if Billy Bob's signed up and you've got this great setup? And yeah. Stuff? Well, maybe it is actually that Billy Bob went, I'll do this, I'll do this small project, and then I'll get on with my other stuff, you know, potentially. Mm. Um, but as a short story, I think it's really good. But also, yeah. as with most short stories, it's a... Um, it's a fable, it's a parable, it cuts some corners and it and one of Ray's criticisms from Oxford was um he emailed me sort of early on in his process going, uh, is this just gonna be a story about like um the big nasty corporation and the wholehearted lawyer? And uh and it was a good <coughs> point and at first I thought, Oh yeah, he's got it there. But at the same time, that is David and Goliath. That is the point. You know, if you were to mm. if you were to say what what is this short story about, you go, Well, it is David and Goliath. And whilst whilst we may have heard the story of the big nasty corporation a million times, there still are plenty of big nasty corporations that behave in big nasty yeah. ways. And whilst that might seem on the one hand an easy target, on the other, I think it's fine if you just go, Well, that's what this is. It's a it's a fable. Yeah, and I think the that 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 premise, the you know the little fish against the the big, you know, it's like the rocky premise. It's yeah. the underdog. That's that's a brilliant premise. It, it, it'll always work. It'll always work in storytelling mm. in any device because it's 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 captivating. It's to how well it's done, and this is enjoyable. It's not like it's something that's. If it was done badly, and if it was oh, you know, too went too melodramatic, like you were worried about, um, Matt, then yeah, of course that would be that would be a concern. But it doesn't. It stays fun and enjoyable and at times, really thrilling. Like it has a thrilling uh, side to it, so that, that mm. it still manages to walk that line, and and it works because it, it doesn't take itself too seriously at times, but it knows when to push the right buttons, and yeah. that's why I should stick with it, Matt. Okay. I definitely... Okay. I mean, I, I I kind of did want to watch the second episode immediately after the first one finished, but my my wife was having none of it. Ah. So your wife your wife's definitely not liking it. <laughs> she was not particularly so bold. She was very tired. Okay, that uh, does make a difference. Yeah. That's yeah. Know, yeah. Adam in, and the cat yeah. down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can be in the wrong frame of mind for something. Yeah. yeah, especially if you're watching it with. So if you you might you know your your opinion might be tarnished by your wife. I imagine she was sitting there going, "This is shit, Matt. Turn it off now." <laughs> no, she wasn't. No, it wasn't that bad. It was just uh, we were both sort of looking at each other, going, "That's a bit weird." Yeah, every now and again, it remains a bit yeah. weird. But at the end of episode two, there's there's a nice little trick that keeps you wanting to go, carry on, you know. So it's it, it is it's pop it's kind of popcorn stuff, but it's got more depth than than just popcorn stuff. Speaking yeah. of which, I, I just want to say I've not mentioned on the podcast the terrible news that this is probably the last time I'll mention Chuck because Chuck has been removed from Netflix in the UK. Oh Whoa. no! I, just when I, I was oh. beginning to start to like it, I was just <laughs> after about all to, this time, I was just about to 
get back into the, uh, finishing the first series. Right, right. Mm. Oh, well, that's that done with then. Oh, well. <laughs> Let me oh. tell you, Jamie, you've missed some really great costume Thank changes you. from yeah, Von Strowski. That's correct. <laughs> there are some moments where she really switches clothes and you can see her totally in a bikini. Really? I'm not joking. That really happens. Mm. Yeah. Oh, I'm actually a bit sad. Now, yeah, and there's also like a spy thriller going on as well, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> How much of it did you watch, Matt? I watched uh, a series and a half. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah, well done, did Matt. all right, then. Oh. I really tried, Hal. I really tried. That is trying. I mean, you, there must have been something. I mean, you did. You, clearly you didn't despise it to watch an entire series and a half. No, but I also... I, I was searching to try and find something mm. that would justify your... Um, <laughs> obsession with it yeah and yeah. i couldn't i don't understand how you can be so involved in that show i just don't understand it's so shallow yes. <laughs> yeah that yeah. i don't i just don't see that there's it's it's like uh watching someone spend you know two or three hours mm. eating a box of chicken nuggets great fun i don't know how you would stretch <laughs> it out that far i don't know how small the nibbles must be for you to eat it for two <laughs> hours mean, yeah but the sauce will change every time the source will change. Fascinating stuff. Um, what does that mean? <laughs> with, the, with the nuggets. With the nuggets. Uh, yeah, every episode right. is the same. Um, well, just that it, it really does the cast get funnier and funnier. So, I mean, we're talking about a lot of episodes here. We're talking about whatever it was, five, seven series, 24 God, episodes many? of series. Yeah, and the cast, when you have something that people put that much time and effort into, especially when it's comedy, you can imagine that, you know, a couple of seasons in, you really start to get to a cast that had just been very, very funny. And uh, it just be it just became a great bit of joyous waff mm. waffle. Uh, awful, perhaps. <laughs> and waffle. Oh. Um, Can I ask? But well um, done for just going. Consi so considering it is going, um, yeah. Can you tell me? Do they ever? Do, do they get together, Chuck and um, yes, Yvonne? Yes, they do. Yes, yes. Do they get oh. together? In is that the climax of the whole thing, or do they get together and then you have to watch them be in a relationship for a few seasons? Shall I tell you the ending of? Shall I tell yeah. you? Yeah. Listen, if do you it. can get hold of Chuck, get hold of it, and I am about to spoil it. So, <clears> thank you for talking about Goliath, everybody. I'll spoil Chuck. We'll get rid of Matt, and then I'll read Ray's email out for anyone who's watched Goliath. So. This is the first point that you should turn off if you haven't seen Chuck or you think you may watch it. Uh, so they they get together, and it's a wonderful moment. It's like end of season two, season three or something. Finally, you're going, please. And you don't think they're ever going to do it because it's such a device. And when they finally do, it's like, oh, God, yeah, go on, have sex. <laughs> it's great. Um, and then they stay together, and then they have to deal with the fact that they're a couple within this CIA sort of thing. And then I believe they, I think they they stay together for most of it. Various other things happen, but the very last series, um, you know, Morgan, his friend Morgan, he yeah. he ends up getting the intercept in his brain instead of Chuck. So Chuck loses it, and then you have this thing about protecting chuck because she loves him no longer professional reasons um there's a lot of fun to be had with morgan having that kind of responsibility they build a whole cia base underneath the um the the whatever it's called buy more whatever um but the last series um there's a choice to be made there's some like moment where yvonne strahovski's got the intercept in her head 
And she's wearing a, she's looking at two bras. Yeah, she's no. got a red bra and a black bra. <laughs> um, and I she's can, deciding. And I can't remember the so-called science of it, but there's a decision to be made where basically she is either going to die or she's going to lose her memory and forget everything about the people who's around her. And she for, forgets everything. And the very last, the reason it was a controversial ending was that she loses her memory and there's this really beautiful scene she doesn't she's not in love with him and by that point seven seasons in it's quite heartbreaking she doesn't love him he still loves her and they end up the very last scene is them sat on the beach in LA looking out to sea and her saying you really did love me didn't you and he's like yeah I did and it's really difficult and she said well maybe Next week, maybe we'll go for a coffee or something. And they give each other a little kiss. And it's like um, it's like a fairy tale ending in the way that the, the princess and the prince get together, but they're not together and it's just left. And you can watch it and go, yeah, they'll get back together and everything will be fine. But the Chuck fans were furious because it wasn't definitive you know they, they could leave it. but it's one of the best ways of dealing with an ending that i've seen in a lot of things for for what it is for what that series is it was a really touching really well acted and by that point everybody's just like well on form and stuff and it's just lovely it's really nice so you sound quite emotional howell it was just great it was just one of those you know we've talked about endings a lot and how difficult it is to end something Mm, and yeah. it was one of those real sort of how on earth are they going to deal with this because if they just get together it's a bit and if they don't it's just tragic and there's just this little really well played glimmer and you can see why Yvonne Strzovsky sort of in, in, in demand with other places because she's a very good actress I think um, so that's that um, no more <sighs> and that's it, that's my chuck load spent <laughs> for the final time now oh. wow Let's, well, say, let's say goodbye to Matt. <laughs> Never see him again. <laughs> you're going to stick with Goliath, though, aren't you, Matt? Yeah. I might, I might watch an episode tonight and see how I, see how it takes me. Yeah. <clears throat> so yeah. And uh, now a two-part Ray from Oxford feedback session. Matt can be part of the first one. Just finished the Sherlock podcast. Wasn't it a lively debate? Well, what struck me was no one seemed to see the obvious flaw in the show. Although you, Howell, came closest. I think he then describes exactly my point, Ray, if you go back and listen again. But Sherlock suffers from what so many remakes suffer from, uh, such as the remake of The Italian Job. And prepare for a rant. The Mark Wahlberg film was quite a good film in itself, but it wasn't The Italian Job. It should have just been called The Two Robberies. It needed to be called The Italian Job, except for the... Ditto, Sherlock could have been called Benedict and Martin Get Confused and would have lost nothing. And The Wicker <laughs> Man, no, scratch that, that was unholy in lots of wrong ways. Um, so, what, are we, what we're talking about with Sherlock et al. is simple plagiarism on the part of the script writers. They have copied Doyle's work and changed it. So why pretend it's the same? It isn't, nor will it ever be, until they go back to the style and rational plots of the first series, which should promise so much. Mm. You can still yeah, write a show point. about two guys living in London and solving crimes with all sort of gimmicks and plot shocks. But just don't pretend it's about Sherlock Holmes. I'm back to watching Jeremy Brett and Edward Hardwickle. <laughs> Good night all. <laughs> there you go. Mm. To, just to answer that point briefly, wouldn't if 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 they did release a show about two guys living in London, one of whom was an incredible detective mm. who used um, the techniques that we see put out in Sherlock mm. to solve crimes, wouldn't yeah. it just get hit with 
this is just Sherlock Holmes. Well, the first series didn't, though, did it? They built an empire on the back of the first series, and that was this, uh, adapted, and uh, that was really similar to the, the the original books. No, but I'm saying if you if you released a show that wasn't oh, yes, Sherlock yes, and yes. did that, yeah. then you'd be slapped with all kinds of... You're just copying Sherlock Holmes. Of course, but I don't think Ray's mm. suggesting they do that. I think he's suggesting that's what they did and they shouldn't. Okay. I, don't think, I don't think him saying, why don't you just go and do this, was, a, was anything other than anger. Well, no, he was, he was saying that it wasn't Sherlock in anything other than name by the time yeah. it finished. And I don't, I don't yeah. think that's true. No, OK. Okay. Yeah, I, I stand by what I said last week. I think there was still, you know, maybe thirteen percent Sherlock still in Sherlock. Hmm. Oh. By the way, uh, interesting fact: I watched the original Italian Job for the first time ever great uh, on Sunday. Wow! Wow! wow. Yeah, never seen it. It's great. Did isn't you it? like it? I did like it. It's 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 aged. It's dated rather. Oh, um, yes. It's quite old. But, um, it's taken you a while. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. I, I wish I hadn't taken so long. Had you it, had you seen the, the the new the remake? No, I won't do that. I wouldn't do that. No, no, I'm not. I'm that. not one of those people. I'll, I'll never see the, the the Stallone get Carter. I've been watching some oh. old stuff. I watched um, the Great Escape the other day again. Love it. Absolutely love it. I love it. the Great Escape. Oh, and I, and watched... I watched John. I watched John Wick last night. Have you seen that? No, John Wick. No. Have you seen Tarantino's you know... Hateful Eight? By the way. No, I That's haven't. That's on Netflix. No. I have. It's great. Oh, yeah. I, I watched watch that. I, I really it. liked it, but yeah, it, yeah it, it is. It is. They are all hateful, though, aren't they? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's the play. Was like, God, they were all dicks, weren't they? It's, but I was like, it's oh, beautifully shot, and it's a stage yeah. play, really. It's kind of one second oh, for yeah, three hours. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. But I tell you what, if you've got 90 minutes, and I think it's on Now TV or whatever the Sky equivalent thing is, yeah, yeah. spare some time for John Wick. It's a lot of fun. All right. Well, listen, James got to wash his baby in two minutes, so um, (laughs) let's get rid of Matt, and then I'll spoil Goliath. All right. Matt, thank you very much. Um, Very welcome. Hopefully see you next week. Okay. All right. See you later, Matt. Cheers, dude. Bye. 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 Okay, so here's Ray's feedback. My thoughts and apologies in advance. Billy's motivation. What was Billy all about? On the one hand, he at some time built up the law firm with his mates, so he was obviously a clever, resourceful man, who then, so the scriptwriters would have us believe, fell apart when a guy got off on a technicality and killed a family. So he hits the bottle and lives in a motel. But then, for no clear reason, takes up the case of the supposed suicide. And then, this guy who fell apart due to an abstract situation suddenly acquires balls of steel and doesn't give in to the pressure he's put under by the Bournes people. Make up your mind, plot writers. Is he a has-been or isn't he? Cooperman's motivation. Sorry, he's just a caricature, but how can any scriptwriter present us with someone who's clearly got issues with Billy? Uh, if they could not be asked to explain his backstory, then he shouldn't be there. It's lazy work and unfair on those who commit to watch the show. <laughs> Stoltz motivation. Was he employed by Cooperman or Bournes? Again, which one's Stoltz, by the way? Stoltz... Um... Is he the hitman? Oh guy? no, he's the lawyer. He's the he's the he's the lawyer who works. The answer is he he is employed by Bournes, but he he is chief counsel for Bournes. But because they outsource to oh, Cooperman, right. he has to work yeah. with them. So that I did understand that. Um, Ray, and so he was kind of in the middle being kept in the dark. Again, apologists will say it's for us to decide. I don't think so. I think it was explained. 
But no, it's a story with several strands, so bloody well explain them. Presumably he drove the van which killed Rachel, but why not Billy and if but why not Billy? And if Billy was the target, why didn't he try again? How much of an amateur was this guy? <laughs> Clearly the only reason Rachel was killed was for the shock value from the viewpoint of the audience, which betrays what I believe was the big cop out like so many shows today. The plot was secondary to a series of set pieces which were all beautifully filmed but didn't string together to make a cohesive whole and which betrayed our trust and Hold left on. us feeling he, dissatisfied. What, so, he, so he wants the guy to run over Billy Bob so that the plot doesn't follow a traditional format. <laughs> doesn't, he doesn't want saying? that to happen. He's saying uh, it, it should it's happen. just a device on its own. If you don't follow through with it, if someone's really determined to kill Billy Bob, then they're going to kill him. Mm. The re- I see his point because the rest of it was scaring Billy Bob, putting a body in his boot or whatever. Um, mm. That bit was supposed to be trying to kill Billy Bob. Is the yeah, but then they then they try and set him up, don't they? Is like behind um, potential drug thing um, with yeah. that boat. Yeah, there are it- a number of plot strands that they've. That, yeah, I guess I could see some of the. They guess you don't follow through on a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, uh, I don't agree with the character of Billy Bob being, you know, yeah, he's washed up, but the point is he's behind the alcoholic. He's a very talented lawyer, hmm. and clearly this case at some point connects with him and he, he finds his balls again. It's there. It's just... Yeah, um, and I, I wonder, Ray, whether... And this is just a wonder, because thank you for all your email correspondence. It's been excellent. I I read it as Billy Bob um, was working for big corporate clients. He was working mm. for the wrong people. So he got a guy off on a technicality who he knew was guilty, and yeah. then that guy killed. This case, he thinks he knows that Bourne is... that it stinks and that, the, and that they need taking down. So it's him... It's him going back on the side of what he sees as good to take down the giant David and Goliath, I think. Yeah. Um, but to to say what Ray might say now, how does he know? How does he know that that that, that he's on the side of right? Um, and I suppose what that the first couple of episodes are is him trying to suss that out. Yeah, because he does struggle with it a bit. There is a battle in his yeah. head about whether he's actually motivated enough to follow through. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and in the end, he finds his mojo. It's a story of redemption. Mm. And as a, as a nice, it's nice. So, Ray, and whether, you can, we, you can analyze it. whether what you said is accurate or not, we are um, most of the time inaccurate on this podcast as well. And I think that your dissatisfaction, your anger that breeds that criticism I can understand it because for me I felt like the court case was over too quick the um, the, the relationship between the two of them the battle between the two of them was a bit odd and a bit uh, non-satisfactory um, I was left with a feeling of well I don't quite know what you were getting at and I think Ray's general point of like I feel like I've been duped a little bit. I feel, mm. feel like someone's used the tricks on me. Is the case. It's like going to the theatre yeah. and watching a murder mystery, though. Like, you know that it can fall apart under scrutiny, but it's it was it was a good ride. It was a good ride. Yeah, I get that. I know what he means. You know, yeah, it didn't quite satisfy my courtroom needs. Mm. But at the same time, I didn't come away from it. I guess I, I, my, I didn't come away from it demand i didn't demand too much of it and i got i didn't get too much out of it more than it washed over me nicely in a nice way that i enjoyed it but it didn't i don't you know i didn't analyze it because i didn't feel like it was a show that 
really need to be overly analysed or picked holes in because it's not it's not a great show, but it's a fun show to watch. Exactly. It's a fun bingeable courtroom show. And there aren't many great, like really good like courtroom shows around at the moment. And so if it's quite enjoyable. Two, you'd watch it, wouldn't you? Absolutely. I'd yes. be there in a second. My problem with the good wife mm. was I I liked the courtroom stuff. Yeah. I didn't get enough of that and I felt like they didn't they didn't delve into the courtroom world like the first series of Good Wife is great because you're watching her struggle to become a lawyer again and yeah. find her chops and learn her way and yeah. see she's got instincts that are good but she's got to get her confidence back I mean that's the best series in a lot of ways for me so I like courtroom stuff like that it's really meaty but then Good Wife goes off on you know some weird melodramatic mm -hmm. journeys and yeah. uh, doesn't yeah. come back really yeah, um, but yeah good point made by Ray thanks Ray if you want to yeah. email us ever like Ray did, it's lovely to get emails. As you can tell, we don't get many because it takes people effort like Ray took, made a lot of effort there. Um, and we really appreciate it and we'll always read it. So um, email us studio at theboxsetpod.com. Thank you. And what will we do next week? We've got a number of choices for next week, haven't we? We've got loads of choices, but yeah, we need to uh, pick something. Any suggestions, let us know. Studio at theboxsetpod.com. Cool. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.